how we do things every single day should come through in any interaction that we do. So when I'm out talking to people or talking to companies, um, when they look at our core values and then they have a conversation with me, it should be a clear alignment. Welcome to the Chicago Business Review, where we introduce you to some of the most successful and sharpest minds from my hometown, Chicago, so that you can find out the secrets that have helped these professionals achieve massive success. If you wanna accelerate your growth in your personal and professional life so that you can do more, have more, give more, and ultimately, live the life you've always desired, then sit back and stay tuned in because you are in the right place. I'm your host, Young Lee, and you are listening to the Chicago Business Review. Welcome to another episode of the Chicago Business Review. I am your host, Young Lee, and I am so excited for this week's episode. So this week we have a special guest, Lisa Small. She is the co-founder and chief revenue officer for Habitual Growth. And you can see them at habitualgrowth.com. It is a personalized platform that provides an ecosystem for individuals and corporations seeking forward evolution and growth. She is also a licensed pharmacist, an accomplished med tech leader, an entrepreneur, and does consulting for businesses as well as community leaders to help them grow. But her primary focus is dedicated to growing 5 million people's lives by 2027. And she is so kind to share her time and her wisdom with us. And we're going to talk about tactics, strategies on how you as well can improve your life by setting goals and doing those critical tasks day in and day out. This is an episode I'm so excited about because this is something I'm very passionate about as well. So, Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you, Young. I'm so happy to be here and uh, talk with you today. Uh, No, I am, like I was saying in the intro and in our conversation before we started recording, I wish uh, we were recording before because we had some great question and answer time, but hopefully we will replicate it. Uh, As I mentioned in the intro, you are the co-founder and chief revenue officer for habitualgrowth.com, which is also an app that people can download. So please go to the app store and look for the app. But can you tell us a little bit more about Habitual Growth and the app and the community that you guys are trying to create? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Habitual growth, as you as you mentioned, is is a personalizable platform, um, and it's more than an app. The app is a tool in which people can gain awareness as to where they're currently at, and then track their own personal development journey, or from a team perspective, the journey of their team. Um, and the purpose behind it is one, to create awareness, and two, to create small incremental changes in behavior that ultimately help people align what they're doing on a day-to-day basis with where they ultimately want to go. So that can look different from you to me to, you know, my neighbor down the road. Um, So that's why it's meant to be really a personal process that you walk through, but it is a templated process in that the steps are the same for everyone to create that behavioral change. Okay. No, there's a lot to unpack there. So (laughs) I'm super excited. Um, So first you mentioned about creating awareness and I feel like a lot of people that's where they struggle um, to even get started because they're not even aware of what they need to improve upon or 
what aspects of their lives they should focus on. So how do you guys at Habitual Growth help people create awareness um, so that they can move on to the next step? Yeah, um, I'll give an example. Physical fitness is obviously the easiest one <laughs> because a lot of people set a goal around it. Um, and it's also the one where we probably tell ourselves things that aren't exactly in alignment with reality. So I've been in times where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to you know, lose five pounds. And you put into the app, you know, you're going to work out for 30 minutes a day and then you start to track it. And you've been telling everybody all this time, like, I don't know what's wrong. You know, I mean, I'm going to the gym every day and I'm you know, eating healthy. And I then looked up the app and what I was tracking and I was like, oh, well, that's harsh because I actually only went to the gym twice this week. <laughs> and so that's kind of the level of awareness to say we tell ourselves a story in our mind about what we're doing because we, we genuinely want to believe that we're doing the right thing and we're headed down. When you put pen to paper in the app and you say, here's what I'm going to do, did I actually do it? A lot of times when people get started, there's a disconnect. And that's the awareness that I'm talking about. Is what you think you're doing in your mind actually what you're living on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I know that that happens to me frequently <laughs> where I think I'm being healthy, but I'm not tracking it necessarily. And I'm like, I don't understand why the scale is broken and it's telling me something different. But if I were honest in my reflection, I would be like, you know what? Actually, I had those snacks at 11 o'clock at night <laughs> or I didn't go to the gym five times a week. I went twice or three times. And yeah, those things I feel like are super important. So, um, what then is the first step for people on this journey? Is it to then set a goal slash intention? Is that the objective? Yeah. So when a, a user starts the process, um, they, they need to define where they're headed, right? Because you can do a lot of things every day and you can be really good at them and do them consistently. But if they're not pointed in a certain direction, you're just shooting blanks. <laughs> so... We have users set three to five goals. I tend to err on the side of less is more, especially when people are starting so it doesn't become so overwhelming. Um, and that can be something from a business perspective. So as you mentioned in the intro, um, the goal at Habitual Growth is to grow 5 million lives by 2027 through this process. Or it can be, you know, something on the physical side. It, it's really individualized to the person. Um, and from there, people, once those are set, they begin to define their days. So there are five to 10 things that they're going to track um, each day and they can change or not, depending on what the user needs to do. Um, and that creates the visibility to the progress and you will map the actions that you define to a goal or building a new habit. Because some people just quite frankly want to build a new positive habit or break a negative habit. And that has value in itself too. Okay, great. Um, so for a person like me, where I have goals in different aspects of my life, how then would the system help me prioritize either the activities or even the goal? Like I have a health goal, I have a family goal, I have an income or work goal. Like, is it, hey, five to 10 things for each of these things that I've defined? Is it, hey, then we got to drill down even further and see which one is the biggest priority? Like, how does the system help with, I guess, even prioritizing those goals? Yeah. So the prioritization is technically up to you. Um, we're not going to tell you that your business goal is higher priority than your family. We need to define. And actually, that's part of the awareness of the greater seasons that we all go through. So 
a new mom is in a completely dis- different season of life and may have goals around you know raising her young child or getting her health back versus me who is coming out the other side with my kids leaving for college and I'm really doubling down in the professional aspect and wanting to grow and develop in that way. So when you set your goals in the app, there are categories that you can select. So spiritual, um, community, financial, physical, professional. Um, and in the progress screens, you then and it, you can also map the actions that you define every day. So it will give you a pie chart over time that says where you're spending your time. So if you, Young, decide, I really want to focus on you know, my business, your pie chart better reflect that your goals and your daily actions are aligned with that top priority for you. That should be the bulk of where you're spending your time. That totally makes sense. Yeah. So now in order for you to track it, though, then you input your schedule into the app or how does that work? No, so there's, it's not a schedule. It's five to 10 things. So I open it in the morning and I say, all right, here's my goals. What are the priorities associated with those? And what do I need to get done that's considered a a needle mover? So it's not a task list. Like I'm going to go do my laundry. I'm going to, you know, call the doctor unless your health is a number one priority and you need to (laughs) take care of something there. Um, but what am I going to prioritize or make sure that I'm getting done today that moves me just 1% closer? Um, so that's what we want because especially, you know, when things get hairy, like it's back to school season or during the holidays, it feels like the world's on fire. There's all this stuff coming. And so it, the intent of that exercise on a daily basis is to create the change in behavior that says, what do I need to do? This is what I focus on today because it's moving me closer and I'm going to do other things in the background, but this is where the priority needs to be because I have decided these goals and these habits are going to give me ultimately the life that I want to get to have. That makes sense as well. So now how then does it help in terms of accountability or is there a community? Is it more on you and or the individual to stay accountable to the tasks that they're making or the promises that they're making to themselves? Or is there some other way to keep some sort of accountability for those uh, tasks that they decided they're going to do? Yeah, all of the above. (laughs) So one, um, we really want people to start to build that personal accountability you know i know we're we're similar minded and so you understand that the confidence that comes from doing what you said you're going to do grows over time and i I want people to feel that too because it is such a life-changing experience to go from i feel like i have no control and i'm like a paper bag in the wind um to hey like even if i only got these two things out of my entire list done, that's more than I would have done yesterday. And so creating the personal accountability is a critical part of this. We also have a habitual growth community that you can join to get greater accountability. Um, And in the version that we'll be launching in Q2 of this year, um, you will be able to create groups um, of your choosing to have smaller group accountability as well. It just, we found that people wanted that comfort of, you know, a little bit more of a deeper relationship when they're sharing what they're doing or their goals and having that accountability partner or partners. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And so um, you guys are continually refining the app as well as adding other features on. So I strongly recommend everyone go to the App Store, Apple or Google Play and go check it out habitual growth is the app and there you will be able to see more of what Lisa is talking about. Now, Lisa, what made you start this company and, you know, have this mission to grow 5 million lives in the next five years? Um, What kind of fueled that, uh, 
decision to go down this path? Yeah, um, it's kind of two intersections of <laughs> life experiences. Um, I would say you, I started my own personal development journey from a really not so great place. I had gone through a number of things in my personal life and really just felt like I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have the skills. I didn't, I wasn't being the leader that I wanted to be in the workplace. And so I, I sort of, you know, kind of <laughs> soaked in all of the personal development stuff that I could find and eventually kind of landed on this process that I was able to use for myself and also for the teams that I was leading. Um, in the meantime, um, three years ago, actually, my my dad was diagnosed with stage four cancer out of the blue um, and passed away um, short of a year. And I remember sitting in, in his funeral and he was such a pillar in the community and all these people came and they said all these amazing things about how he had changed their life and affected them in such a positive way. And I just thought, man, what an amazing thing to leave such a legacy because I'm going to remember him and those people are going to remember him. And the mindset kind of shifted from this process being, you know, about my personal development or the development of my teams to how can it help the most people possible and make the greatest impact. And so that's the intersection of like my personal journey, but also like this realization of I, I want to give back to more and I want to help more people. And so, yeah, we, uh, we landed on this process and built an app at the tool and here we are. That's, that's <laughs> amazing. And such a powerful story as well as um, just showing that it works through you living it. And that's when these things really take off is when there is deep passion about the endeavor as well as the people that are creating it, running it, trying to grow it, live by example. And so you sharing about how you needed this. And so you started to do these things and you witnessed a transformation within your own life. And people always underestimate, again, the the change and transformation people can make in a year or three years or five years. And they want it so quickly. And they feel like, oh, you know what? I didn't get 100% better in two weeks. So forget it. It doesn't work. But you, along with your partner and the app and community are trying to make awareness of its small progress day in, day out. Um, and then that consistency along with live with intent, which I know is a motto of yours um, for habitual growth. Can you share with us some of the other uh, core values um, that you guys have created for the company and for the app and the community? Yeah. So for us, um, we we live, obviously, as you mentioned, by a set of core values. And um, they, I would say the biggest one for us is um, the accountability and, and leading by example through showing up being um, transparent and how we do things every single day should come through in any interaction that we do. So when I'm out talking to people or talking to companies, um, when they look at our core values and then they have a conversation with me, it should be um, it should be a clear alignment. Um, that's really important. We wanted to put out who we were as people, essentially, um, behind the scenes, because that's what we can stand behind. Um, and obviously, accountability in our personal life is really important, but we hold a lot of accountability for the lives that people are entrusting us with as they go through this process. And so uh, a little bit of tough love, you know, when it comes to accountability, but, you know, when people are using the app or companies are using the app, um, it's, you know, we're there to share what we know, but also to hold you to a level of accountability that maybe you haven't been before. So you can see the growth that you're ultimately wanting to get. 
out of it. No, that is so amazing because I know for me, I need that tough love or accountability at times. Um, and my wife is really good at giving me that tough love. Uh, but if you don't have that uh, partner, and even if you do, just having more people in your life like that, more of that energy of people wanting to grow and improve, just surrounding yourself with a community of like-minded individuals is so important. And that's why I strongly recommend you guys check out the app Habitual Growth, even though they are continually improving upon it, you can reap the benefits of it right now by going to the App Store and downloading it. And they are providing a 30-day free trial so that you can check it out. So please go to the App Store and check Habitual Growth out so that you can see those improvements for yourself. Now, um, Lisa, so I know you were talking about the core values and leadership accountability. Um, I know the integrity is very important to you guys. Being humble, seeking challenges, continuous evolution, and execution and action are things that you guys continually share and put out there to find your tribe. Um, now, of course, people are going to have ups and downs in this journey. Um, what do you say to the people that feel like they can't do it or they're like, you know what? I just, I can't do it consistently. Like what advice or tips or strategies do you have for people that feel like they're stuck or they can't build momentum by doing things continuously? Yeah, I would say I'm number one. I've been there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately or well, fortunately, I don't know, I'm here now today. Um, so we get it. And most people, I would say the majority of the people that start, they they struggle with that. And so my advice is to keep going. So if you fall off a day or two days, start back where you were. Don't let everything go the hell in the handbasket. Um in the app, there's actually a line at 90 days for people that's built into it because that is the time point when momentum really has will start picking up. So we're in a society where people want instant gratification. I want to know the outcome today. I want um, the results yesterday. And so part of what we're teaching people is to create consistency and the faith that the change will come over the long term. Um, and that may take people several times restarting. Um, so I, I'll give an example and it, it also creates a foundation. So in 2017, um, I got laid off from a job and this was prior to me starting any sort of personal development and I was devastated. I was the breadwinner. I collapsed essentially and it wasn't pretty, no. <laughs> um, since then, I, I've been using this process and building the skills and that foundation of I do this and I hold myself accountable and I continue to move forward. And actually, fairly recently, I was laid off from a, a corporate job um, again. And the experience was completely different because I knew when something big happened, I revert back to the five to 10 things that I need to do every day. My goals are still there. My actions now align maybe slightly differently because that avenue of professional growth is no longer there, but I can still grow. And so it helps people from falling from the top stair to the bottom stair to you to maybe the top stair to the eighth stair. And then you pick back up. So I would just say wherever people are starting from, just keep going. And when you fall, pick back up and keep going again, because that compounds time after time after time. That's such great advice. Yeah. I know I've experienced that as well. And through this journey where sometimes you don't think you're improving, but if you look back on a long enough period of time, you realize the amount of growth that has happened. And so that in and of itself has power. And so being able to reflect on those things. Now, 
Um, you mentioned that you went through these two experiences, very similar, and yet the second time you were able to pick yourself up quicker. Um, what are some of the things that you learned from the first time and through this journey that you were able to implement to pick yourself up quicker and to get back into the arena? Um, yeah, because I feel like that's where a lot of people get stuck. They just wallow a little longer. They feel sorry for themselves a little longer. I know I've experienced that myself and that yep. I'm almost asking for myself, although I'm pretending like I'm asking for a friend. But uh, yeah, what what are some tips and tricks that you used the second time around to kind of get up quicker? Yeah, and, it, and I'm not trying to paint a rosy picture because all the emotions are still there and um you take a minute and and deal with it um and process what you need to but i would say the first thing was that um realization was i have more control over what i do um than i did previously so it felt like very much the first time around um it happened to me um this horrible thing happened to me and i you know, now my life is over and how am I going to do this? And, you know, all those things and the stories that we tell ourselves um, in response to something that we actually had no control over at all. So I think that recognition of, okay, well, same time, you know, same thing the second time, I didn't have any control over it, but what do I have control over? What do I, can I do today that can get me out of this position that I don't want to be in? So that's one um, and in doing that, you know, and taking the control and looking at what, you, where you want to go and how you can do it creates, um, an emotional buffer. Um, so as you mentioned, like we get, we get in and we wallow and it's like, I'm so sad and, you know, I'm going to go watch Netflix and have a bowl of ice cream for days on end and be sad. And I don't want people to not be sad or to grieve, you know, a loss or something that they're going through. And when you shift your focus and your mindset into, all right, but here's the things that I'm going to do today, whether in this situation, it was find out how to create another company or to get back to the gym or to reach out to a friend who might need something because I have a goal related to community outreach. It takes the focus off just you and what you're going through and helps you look outside yourself and, and move forward a little bit. And that kind of lessens the waves of emotion that people will experience as they walk through that new journey that they need to. That's great. No, um, that that's great advice. And so um, now what about for people that are like overzealous or are overachievers and are like, you know what? I want to improve in all of these aspects of my life all at the same time. Um, what do you tell those people and or like, they're, how should they divvy up those activities? Because they're like, oh man, well, I got to do these four things for my family. I should do these things to improve my relationship with my spouse or significant other. I have to do these eight things for work. Uh, I should exercise. I should have a morning routine. Like, what do you say to those people um, that want to do too much maybe or fit it, fit in too many different things? Is that something they can do or do you recommend a different approach? I would recommend a different approach <laughs> um, for individuals like that um, or, you know, even people on the other end of the spectrum that don't know where to start, I would say, number one, um, people can reach out um, to us via our contact link on the website and set up time with me. Um, it's free. They can come so I can help them define their their priority um, number one, because when you try to do everything, you're ultimately not, you're going to spin your wheels. It's just the reality. You can't operate at 110% in every area of your life 
on an ongoing basis. Something will give. And so a lot of the conversations that I have are like, okay, I hear you. And if you're telling me that, you know, your family unit is breaking down because you're not present, is that your number one? Yes. Okay. Then we're going to pick one thing and that's going to be what you're going to do every single day. We're going to pick one thing every day that you're going to focus on and that's going to be on your list. And then we'll go down the prioritization. So they may have goals around a lot of things, but helping people really refine, okay, this here, then this, then this. And they're all going to make the list, but they're going to understand with greater clarity why it's on the list and how it's going to align. And then in the progress screens, they'll be able to visualize that they've mapped their goals and their daily actions to those buckets of things. So I struggled for a long time, I will say it, (laughs) being a workaholic. I put all my time into everything and I had to step back and say, I'm telling people that my family, my kids are my number one priority. The data in the app is not showing that and I can feel it too. I can feel it. And so I literally put on my list for a period of time, close your laptop, but but for two hours in the evening and it was really hard, but I had decided that was my number one priority. And so I had to align my action. And that's kind of the thought process and mapping that we'll walk through with people to say, let's actually get a a temperature check of what you really want to do. And then we can create a plan to help you get there. So in the platform or the app, um, once you identify what that priority is, whether it's family or income or health, um, are there certain tasks that it recommends you do or do you set those tasks individually? Um, and if you do set the tasks individually, uh, are there ones that could be like too small a task? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we don't define tasks for you. Um, we, we thought about it and that, that defeats the purpose because you're also building a skill of critically thinking like what, okay, what really is going to move me forward here? Um, so yes, you can set things that are too small and too easy. So if I'm working with someone and they hit hundred percent of their items for weeks on end, uh, I'm going to push them a little bit because there shouldn't be things that are tough to get done or stretch you from a comfort zone level that you're not going to be able to achieve necessarily every single day over and over and over because you want to see that growth. Um, So on an individual level, those are the tasks are determined. Now in a corporate or team setting, there may be business or team objectives or goals that are across the board for all the users that are going to look at that. And so they may have the same tasks as somebody else because collectively they're working towards that one goal and every person needs to do their part. So that would be the caveat to individualizing all the daily items. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Now, uh, um, if a person puts on a task, uh, how many days do you recommend that they continue with that particular task? Or are they supposed to mix up the five to 10 tasks every day? It depends on what people are, what the outcome is. So I have goals which require me to change my daily actions every single day because I may need, so let's say to reach our goal of 5 million users, I may need to join the Chicago Business Review podcast (laughs) one day. And I may need to make some phone calls a different day, or I may need to do some one-on-one work. So for me, that tied to a goal might look differently. Mm. I also have goals that are more habit forming because I'm trying to create a specific habit. And in that instance, the action would continue for 70 days and you can set up that in the app and it will auto-populate. So I said I wanted to increase my visualization practice I mark it as a habit and for 70 days it showed up on my essential actions list and then I just have to go in and make sure I do it and then I check it out. So then that 
the visualization that would have been one of the critical tasks um, right. for that day or for a multitude of days. Uh, how many days on average do you feel like it takes for people to really build a habit um, from doing something every day? Yeah. Um, so range research ranges 60 to 110. Uh, we picked 70. It was a nice like middle number. Um, that will depend largely on the complexity of the habit that you're trying to build or break. You're obviously your commitment to doing it on a consistent basis, but we chose 70 days and there's actually a line um, in the progress screen of the app. So if you designated something as a habit you're building, it will track how long that item's been on your list, how many times you've completed it. And once you hit 70 days, um, you will have been considered to build a new habit. Um, I recognize that not everybody can do things 70 days in a row. I cannot. So there were days I did miss. And so the app has built in kind of what I call a fudge factor. So up until a certain point, it will continue to track you towards your habit. When you hit the threshold, it will say, I'm sorry, you haven't hit 70 days of building this action. Would you like to restart? Because again, we're changing behavioral patterns. And so it can't just go on infinitely. Likewise, if I haven't done it for X amount of days in a row, the app will then say, hey, you haven't done this. Are you sure you want to be building this habit? Um, so we're trying to build in some of the triggers too for people that, hey, is this really where you want to go and what you want to build? Again, living with intention. Are you intentionally choosing things that are ultimately serving the direction that you want to go? That totally makes sense. And uh, that's great that it the app um, helps track that for you or even tells you, you know what, you've missed a little too many this isn't <laughs> going to be a habit for you. Um, so do you want to start over, which sometimes people have to do. And that's why it's so helpful to have that tracking and measuring and accountability. And that's why I strongly recommend go to the app store, get the habitual growth app. There is a 30-day free trial for you to test it out and see all of the benefits that it can do for you in terms of improving. Because I always say nothing ever stays the same. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. So let's continue to try and strive to get better each and every day. And the Habitual Growth app can help you with that. So please check it out. And then you can set up a time to even discuss with Lisa about your goals more in depth so that she can help you refine and be really clear on what those objectives and tasks will be. Um, yeah, Lisa, I can't believe how quickly our time is going. Um, this has been super fun for me to talk about because this is a journey that I'm consistently on. Um, what are some tasks that you feel like have benefited you the most in your journey over the last couple of years? Um, oof, that's a tough question. Yeah. Um, I, I would say it largely depends on the season that I'm into. And so I think I will answer your question, Young, but I also want listeners to realize, as you mentioned, that we're either growing or we're you know, kind of going in the opposite direction, but there is a seasonal nature to everything that we go through. And so um, consistently, most consistently, um, I, I prioritize some sort of physical activity every single day. Um, I'm currently running a ruck challenge, <laughs> 60 minutes for 60 days with people um, across the U.S. Um, so that's, that's what we're focusing. So for 60 days, we're, we're doing that. Um, I try to choose one item every day that's focused on mental, the mental category. So as I mentioned, visualization is one um, habit that I recently worked on. So that showed up consistently. Um, reading, obviously, personal development books um, has been up there as well. Um, and then I, I select 
something for my family, um, whether it's shutting my computer or focusing an afternoon or calling my daughter at college, just whatever that might look like. And then um, something business related. Um, so phone calls, emails, connections, things like that. So I would almost say I choose things in buckets based on the season that I'm in that are then aligned with the goals that I'm, I'm yeah, no, that's uh, that's great and very helpful for listeners to kind of figure out how they can prioritize or just some examples that they can try to work on. So I know you said for personal growth, um, a lot of it, was, well, recently it was visualization. Um, what was maybe like the first or second one that really helped propel you down this path? Was it the reading or, um, yeah, but what, what do you think was the biggest catalyst to, to really get going for you personally? Yeah. Honestly, the number one thing that changed for me was just setting goals. And that sounds so silly, <laughs> but writing them down and then going through the exercise every single day of going, what do I need to do today to get a little bit closer to that? Because I was really good at January 1. Here's my goals. They're on my whiteboard. And there comes December 31st. And I'm like, well, crap. Uh, <laughs> I haven't done anything. Um, so that that honestly was the biggest game changer was. So I could see the goals that I had set. That they are mine. What I was doing. And then see the progress towards them. From just a pure action standpoint, for sure, the reading and the visualization. Um, I am a firm believer in lifelong learning and seeking to understand things outside of our our norm on a daily basis. So that one for sure has opened my eyes to a lot of things. Um, and I, I'm a firm believer, too, in physical activity. Um, how you feel physically directly affects what else you're going to be able to do um, on a daily basis. And so even when I work with teams, um, I encourage them to add that into their overall team goals or their individual practices because it is a quickly forgotten or moved aside item um, because people just like, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. Or how does that really help me professionally or in my personal development growth? So um, I try to keep that one top of mind as I, I go forward in, in any season. Amazing. Everybody should listen to that last couple <laughs> minutes uh, multiple times because Lisa just gave you so many insightful tips on how to change and improve your life with small actionable steps. And the biggest one is writing down your goals being very aware of what you want to accomplish because if you don't know where the end goal is you have no idea the directions or the activities you need to do to get there just like a gps you can't figure out the directions until you know the end destination that you want to get to so writing down those goals improving every day by filling your mind with something learning or positive because there's so much negativity out there in the world and your brain only fits in so much so constantly feeding it to negate all the negativity by reading and consuming things that are positive and then the physical activity I feel like People underrate that, like you said, because they don't necessarily correlate that to productive activities in other avenues of their life, business, family, relationships. But it really starts with you as an individual. And when you keep those promises to yourself, when you start feeling better about yourself because you're doing consistently those hard things now you just have more confidence and that will kind of spill over to the other parts of your life. So, oh man, I loved that last couple of minutes and the advice that you shared there, Lisa, because I know for me too, in the beginning, it was very difficult for me to prioritize 
And it's because I had no goals written down. I just had them in my brain. And people think, like you said in the beginning, oh, yeah, I'm doing all these things. But in actuality, when you document them and you track it, it's very hard to lie to yourself when you're actually tracking them. And that's why, again, everyone, go to the App Store, download Habitual Growth. You can find it in either platform. Download it. You get 30 days for free to check it out. That's how confident Lisa is that it's going to make a significant improvement in your life by making those incremental changes each and every day. And uh, just keeping those promises to yourself you will inevitably build self-confidence and that momentum over time is what you are looking for or that consistency over time, which um, is one of their core factors or their core beliefs for what they're trying to do to change those 5 million plus lives in the next couple of years. So please go check it out. You could check out their website, habitualgrowth.com as well. Lisa, before I let you go, is there anything that you talk to with people that have signed up or um, advice that you might have that I didn't ask you about that you think is helpful for people moving forward? Yeah, um, I, I would say there's two things and we did touch on them, but I'll, maybe I'll just reiterate because they've been such big game changers for me. Um is one, the progress tracking. So in the app, it's there's customizable progress screens where you can get different views. And so I highly encourage anyone or any team that I work with to spend time in there understanding the data that's, that you're showing. Because if you're not measuring something, you can't manage it. So track and learn um, about your own behaviors and what's going to make a difference. So really utilizing that screen um, to propel you forward is, is really critically important. It's great to track. But if you don't understand what the data is telling you and how you can use it to your advantage, um, you're missing half the puzzle piece. Hey. Um, the other part of that is, again, to find accountability with a small group or another individual. Um, we underestimate even just checking in with someone on a daily basis. Hey, how did you did you get your list done? What did it look like? How was you know what wins did you have today? Um, that creates another level of accountability for people. And so if your users, again, um, or listeners want to download the app and connect with me, I can also help them create that community too if they don't have one where they can find people to help hold them accountable. So those are the two big ones that uh, changed a lot for me. That's amazing. I really appreciate you sharing that information and just sharing this time with us to really... I feel like that is going to help a lot of people make progress because I know I felt stuck for a long time and I just didn't know where to start or begin. And you gave people so many good actionable steps in terms of moving your body, setting goals, being intentional, and really having the end goal in mind so that you can plan each day accordingly and be intentional about your life. And that's why they promote live with intention. And that's why it's going to be so helpful for you guys that and gals that want to make that growth, habitualgrowth.com, or you can download the app and try it for free for 30 days. And then you can connect with Lisa and her team you just have to email info at habitualgrowth.com and they'll be able to set up a time to work with you and really dial in the process that you need to, to go on. And of course, you're going to pivot from time to time and they're here as a community to help you grow because that is their firm belief and their core values. And so Lisa, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for doing what you're doing and really trying to create a movement that's going to impact so many people's lives and legacies. So not only can you look back on your life 
but these people that are intentional about growing their lives can also have that type of impact in their community, in their families, and in with the loved ones that are surrounding them. So thank you so much for your mission and the growth of habitual growth. I hope the community continues to grow. And everyone, please, 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 I cannot say it enough. Go to the app store, download the app. It is free for 30 days for you to try out. And message Lisa, thank her for her input, her time, because she's a very busy person. But she was kind enough to share this time to share some of the things that she's learned on her personal journey. And uh, I was so thankful that we were able to share both of our journeys and that people can hear that, you know, no one has it figured out. Everyone is on this journey of improvement. So let's get on that journey together. And uh, the best way you can do that is to check out the app and check out the site and reach out to Lisa and her team. And if you found, yeah, no, it was, it was so great. So, and if you guys found this episode valuable, please share it with somebody um, that might need to hear it so that they can get on path as well. So um, once again, Lisa, thank you for being on and everyone, thank you for listening and watching. Um, because of your support, we're able to bring on amazing guests like Lisa and others. So please like and comment, leave us a review so that we can continually reach more and more people and help them on their journey as well. So for myself, Young Lee, Lisa Small, the co-founder and chief revenue officer for Habitual Growth, we wish you the best and we wish you growing with intentionality each and every day. So we'll see you guys next time. Have a great week. Thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. I truly respect your time, so I hope this was valuable to you. And if you're a new listener, then thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget, you can find all the resources, links, and show notes on our Facebook group, Chicago Business Review. Just go to Facebook, and search Chicago Business Review so that you can find out all the latest info on future podcasts, get all the show notes, and network with other highly successful and driven entrepreneurs and professionals in Chicago. Also, be sure to contact me while you're over there and share any feedback, questions, or guest recommendations you have as well. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.